and welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon, your beer mistress. The professor. And this is Cousin Max. Welcome to the Microbrew Review. This is episode 37. I feel like I've been gone for a while, but it's just one episode. Your one life episode is, just, is too long. It was. Things are moving so fast for you <laughs> that two weeks is It just, very just long felt time. a lot longer, that's true. So today on the podcast, uh, we are going to enjoy a selection of... Beers in a style that we really like, i.e. the darker ones, the more creative ones. We're uh, not giving in to summer yet. The dark arts of brewing. We are throwing in a little, uh, a little of the fruit that we like to talk about and always say, nah, we're not so sure how we feel about that. So we're facing some fears today, but in a, a very We're going with some trustworthy way, uh, brewers. And I think if you're going to throw some dark fruit in a dark beer, it's not always... A bad idea. I'll have to put it like this. If, that if, you, if you want to take a fruity beer out of the closet, it better be a good one. Fair <laughs> enough. Now, we did so allude to this first beer on a few previous podcasts. We said we we're going to do it, and then, you know, the professor did a takeover and, and made the world what it is. So this is the Widmer ah, Brothers. Ah, ah, more beautiful. Raspberry Russia Imperial Stout. And it is one of their special collections. The, the Brothers Reserve. So I, uh, I think I've had this before. I think it was late in the evening, and I don't really remember how much of it I enjoyed. So, This is one that I chose to go with a dessert that we were offering at one of our beer dinners because the I like dark beers with dessert. I don't usually go lambics. I don't usually go fruit beers. I like to go dark beer. I could see lambic on like a summer with like a cobbler or an ice cream or something. But I agree that for the most part, if you're doing if you're doing something sweet or like savory for a dessert, yeah. I think a nice stout is good because it's got a, like a a bitterness to it, which kind of cuts the sweet. If you're doing a lambic, it's just almost too too saccharine. It's cloying. Yeah. And then the fact that this one has a raspberry in it, I incorporated some raspberry into the dessert, and so it all seemed to tie in. However, I hadn't tried it at that point in time, so I'm anxious to see your thoughts because you guys are both dark beer lovers. I um, I like this. It's a very good imperial stout. Um, Don't get a lot of raspberry. No, um, I get a little bit on an exhale, but not really a whole lot of as, as far as flavor is concerned. Do you think you would have identified raspberry had it not said on the bottle? I I would have. Okay. Um, I'm getting enough of that on the nose. It's a great what if, right? Like you can it's, say anything. It's true. It. It's but I mean I do. I can feel maybe not be able to point raspberries out directly. Raspberries are one of my favorite of the berry for, the berry variety. But this is just, it's kind of a, it's a berry finish. Well, in Widmer Brothers, we've started to talk about more recently. It came onto our radar at the DC Beer Fest. True. Uh, they had the KGB there, which is also a Russian Imperial Stout. Nice surprise, Stout, too. Surprise. I liked it. Uh, their Hefeweizen is very nice. Mm -hmm. We've been um, enjoying that quite a bit so far as the weather's gone. And I've been warm. hearing other people mentioning it recently, which uh, makes me feel good and a little justified. Uh, just, I, uh, I don't remember what article I was reading. Somebody posted it on our wall, um, and they talked about the Widmer Hefeweizen and, and what a, what a decent beer it was. Was it the article about um, infusing beer? That, mm, I don't remember, to be honest. I really need to try that, guys. Did you, did you With the coffee it? press? I, yes. I uh, only read the bare, the bare bones of it. I was uh, at work, so I didn't have a lot of time to peruse the whole entire article. I think that's the next step since we love food and we love beer. 
But Mix them together. Yes. Cooking with more beer and then becoming a mixologist with beer, I think, are sort of... Well, could be interesting. Beer's a very versatile media, too. I mean, it's, it really... It, you can do a lot with it. It as takes pr- takes on flavor easily. As proven right. by Berlin. And wow. gives flavor easily as well. May I cross beer. a line into inappropriate Hot dogs and beer, one of my Please. favorites. Ian, do you have anything for Cousin Max that you would like to maybe deliver to him that was gifted to him long distance? I'm pretty sure it's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> There's a six-pack of beer. That happens rhubarb to... Rhubarb variety. I like this idea. Pretty sure it's in my closet. I don't think I drank it. If you drank it, I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> but if it's here... We know the brewer. Amidst, we might be able to get some more. <laughs> hiding amidst the rest of the beer collection, I, I will take it week, gladly. Max I'm, I'm pretty it sure up. it's in with the other bottles. Oh, three or four times. <laughs> so I knew that it was a, a fresh wound, and I. What well, was the gauntlet that I'd thrown originally? That's true. And, we uh, wanted you to be there for it. I'm and still also, very interested in it. You might actually enjoy the beers more than we did because a lot of them still needed some time to age. Yes. And now we're three or four weeks further in. I like this. Uh, so as long as they don't explode when you open them. I do still have a bottle. I'm all about adventure. <laughs> <laughs> I do still have a, bo- a bottle of the Belgian. And since I do love Belgian so much, and he was saying more like six months would be ideal. Right. I think I'm going to sit on I that I think you should sit on that. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got that handy dandy labeler that we were talking about. I do have about, a labeler. Which. Christmas come early. It might sound a little ridiculous, but for all the beers that we've got, and each one has their own you know, ideal drink date, the next step, of course, will be some kind of filing system that you like move it up to, oh, wow, congratulations, it's June 2013. Here is the pen this beer, beer has arrived. Yeah. Beer ready. So. Get a little alert on your phone. It's like, you should probably drink this today. I'm going to say that. There are worse things to be woken up to. <laughs> The more I drink it, the more I taste the raspberry. I, I like this a lot. This is a very, it's a very classy stout. It, it, it's creamy. It's got bold flavors. The color is perfect. That's exactly 8%? what I look for. Is that right, Ian? Uh, 9.3. This oh, is This 9.3. is a very, very nice, very, I could drink this pretty much any season. Okay. Now, Widmer Brothers is out of Portland, Oregon. Um, we're going to sort of start out on the West Coast and work our way back. Today, actually, no, that's not the right order. But we will be doing all, all over the place. Um, we're going to also enjoy some Southern Tier and some Weyerbacher today. So. I almost get a little more uh, portery out of it, which is good, a little right? bit. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of that in you know between. I feel like the line between porters and stouts is pretty thin. I find that a lot of it comes really down to texture. When, when it comes down to drinking it, there's much more. There's the, the roasted and smoky flavor comes in porters. That right. And I get a little more smoky roastiness out of this beer. I do get a lot of that kind of bitter finish. Of it. It's like a dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so. think I would like it if someone handed it to me and said, oh, this is one of my favorite dark beers. Enjoy. Um, but seeing the label, and I know that, oh, we should have taken a picture for the wall because it was so cool. Um, Widmer Brothers Reserve Collection, they put this great wax seal over the top of the bottle. Yeah, it's really great. And so, <laughs> well, okay. Touchy are, they, are those tooth marks around where that wax <laughs> seal came off? It's Almost. beautiful. <laughs> and it also makes it great. We also all, often talk about 
presentation when you're giving it as a gift or whatnot. It does look really nice. And each different one, I know that the chocolate stout has a brown one and there's a gold one and all that other stuff. This one's purple. This one's purple for Russian in raspberry. Yeah. I was going to say probably more for raspberry. Russians are totally purple. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Um, if it weren't for, you know, the label in the purple making me think raspberry, I don't know that I would taste raspberry. Um, but the stout It's almost like a dark nice. raspberry chocolate or chocolate raspberry. Yes. It's it's definitely the but I mean it's it's not the premier flavor in this beer. I liken a, this back to a I lot like of, this beer. I liken this back to a lot of the stuff that we did back in the fall with the pumpkin beers. Is that you're going to find beers that are just boom pumpkin is up in your face, and then you're going to also find beer that is a very subtle approach. It's I don't want a raspberry beer first, jam, at right? All. Exactly, and, and this also is beer first, fruit later. I think it was during our podcast with Verlin that he mentioned how difficult it is to get the actual essence and flavor of the fruit into those kind of beers when it's not a lambic uh, without it becoming artificial in flavor. Yes. But taking over. Yeah. But mostly like just getting the actual flavor into the beers takes like tons and tons and tons of berries. And I think Which at is, that point it, it almost becomes like counter cost productive right. and or you can add, you know, substitute like uh, additive flavoring, but then you get that kind of like, oh, Fake you know, how like a purple... A purple lollipop is what, like raspberry, but it no, just I, tastes like a purple lollipop. I wonder how it would go with extracts. <laughs> right. If you could end up doing just not, not artificial extracts, but I mean, you can get or super concentrated juices. Right. That's actually where you the know? rhubarb came from. It was a rhubarb. Yeah, he found extract. a wine. Uh, yeah. It was a rhubarb wine extract. Okay. But yeah, it's. I mean, I thought. Beer. I think that that would make. That's just from a cost standpoint. It would make and time. I mean, it would make a lot more sense to be able to just inject the flavor directly and throwing like bushels of blueberries in right i think we've advanced beyond that even in season you know berries which i think are most often the fruit you're going to find in beer are so expensive well they're so damn small yeah and they go bad so quick right so i don't know i I really i am a fan of this beer i'm glad i would drink it again don't really see the huge raspberry flavor out of it but i can get past that and i I bet I bet as a pairing, you could really bring out the raspberry flavor. That's kind of what I was thinking more of, is that if I had something with raspberries in it, I would probably, wow, this really does what go about, well with uh, it. I do a white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. I Why think is that not here? We didn't have what? a lot of prep time. It takes, so, it's delicious and it's worth it, but it takes so long. Um, I think it's, it started as a Martha Stewart recipe. Basically, everything I had... And then beer got put into it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't actually follow recipes anymore. So usually there's something that inspired me, and then I tweaked it and made it my own sure. somewhere along the line. Um, but a lot of times I try to avoid chocolate in desserts because chocolate's very polarizing. You like it or you I don't. I disagree with you on that. I simply think because that don't I like know chocolate. maybe like three people that don't like chocolate and screw them. Yeah. Okay. I know so you might be one of them. I love chocolate. Well, but I only like dark chocolate. Right. No, I will. I eat. just don't feel like chocolate is a polarizing dessert. I'm pretty sure that every place has chocolate on their menu That's, for dessert because everybody likes. I chocolate. think that saying that chocolate is a polarizing dessert is saying that meat is a polarizing entree because there are vegetarians. I'll tell you when I when I meet somebody that says they don't like chocolate, it's the same as when I meet somebody that says they don't drink and they're not an alcoholic. Like I just don't. I cannot fathom. Well, it's Why? there's a difference between eating a Hershey's bar and eating chocolate. Sure. I mean, there's very our favorite Valhalla cake. Oh, I love I, the Valhalla. It's, they're cake. delicious. Can I can I have the floor for a second to tell you a story that happened to me yesterday? You may. So, I have a Panera card, and therefore, 
as per everything nowadays for my birthday, they'll just send me an email that says, congratulations, happy birthday. We want to, you know, say thanks. We put something special on your card. So I was at Panera the other day, not by my choice, let me be clear. And um, May I interject very quickly? Yeah. Never been in a Panera. Of course you Nothing haven't. Nothing wrong with going I knew, I knew the answer to that. Panera's right. actually pretty decent. I'm sure it is. And I I've handed, heard good things. I actually didn't have my card either because I never go to Panera. Um, and I said to the woman, hey, if I give you my phone number, can you look up? I don't know what it is, but there's something on my card. So she looked it up and she says, oh, happy birthday. You get a free pastry. Well, it was the middle of the afternoon. Amazing. The pastry selection was a little... And she's like, what do you want? And it's the lunch rush. You know, and I'm thinking, oh, good grief. I don't even want to think... You know, I don't want to peruse your pastry section Your pastry right now. case. So I said, you know what? I'll have a chocolate croissant. Do you have any left? So they bring me a chocolate croissant, supposedly. But I cannot find where they put the chocolate in said chocolate croissant, no matter how much I look at it. Blaspheme. Usually it's in the middle, or it should be. Well, but usually you can see where they put, like it's, sure. you know, injected. oozing out of the side, or it's injected, or what, yeah, I couldn't find it. So, it was one of these rather chilly May days, but a couple hours later, it had been sitting in my car. Who did it warm up? And, yeah, so I was like, and oh, all the this chocolate. is perfect. There you are. Did it ooze out? So, I decide now is the moment to find out if there is or is not chocolate in this croissant. You know, if there is, it's going to be perfect. Let's dig in. So I break it in half as I'm sitting at a traffic light and the big like chunk of chocolate that runs the whole length of the croissant just pops out and the croissant sort of breaks away all around it. So there's only, I'm like sitting there holding, holding a, a bar of chocolate, thing of dark chocolate and I look around guiltily and I see no one's looking at me and I just like inhale this piece of chocolate. <laughs> And then I pick up all of the crumbles of the croissant, put it back in the Panera wrapper, and I throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) I like that story. So I was just thinking, Ian's got me spoiled. There's this French bakery um, in downtown Narberth that makes an unbelievable chocolate croissant. And it is so There's actually two that make pretty good croissants. And so light. And the Panera croissant just could not hold a candle to the... There's there's another really good one right down in... Um, there's three, actually. In downtown Philly. They're all in Narberth. You've only downtown ever Philly. taken me to one. I, I know. Downtown Philly, right off of 17th and Walnut, there's a really nice French bakery. Mm. Do you know what I get in South Philly that I absolutely love? Chocolate-dipped elephant ears. Oh. You get virtually anything with pastry in the name in South yeah. Philly. I don't there's know. A, there's a little uh, a guy in uh, Narberth. And I really like his name because it's called Buy the Dozen, like Purchase the Dozen. Okay, B-U-I? Yes. All right. Uh, and his name is Ian. And I remember my mother taking me there when I was a kid. And we'd go in and just get like, we certainly did not buy a dozen, but we'd always grab a couple chocolate croissants and we'd go home, home and warm them up in the oven. Uh, so it's just very... A but he was more of like a wholesaler for restaurants and stuff. A good made croissant really good stuff. is good, but I never crave a croissant. Now, for me, chocolate croissant means vacation. That's what I yeah. have when I'm at a resort. That's what I have in With Europe. a cappuccino, That's what I have. Yes. Cap- I only drink cappuccinos on my days off. I don't know why. I love it. Uh, and I'll keep doing it. But That's pretty awesome. My days or off for dessert. involve mo- mo- mojitos and margaritas. Nothing wrong oh. with that. Mojitos. I'd be, I've been getting pretty oh, yeah. good at the mimosa, rocking the mimosa. My, uh, Which is, my vacation drink is a mojito for breakfast, a margarita for lunch. A mojito for dinner, and then just kind of fill in. I have trouble believing that if you're truly on vacation, you're only having one drink per meal. <laughs> oh, no, no, I meant, I'm sorry, I should have pluralized all of <laughs> Mojitos for breakfast. Mojitos for breakfast. That's actually it. I don't actually eat any breakfast. It's just drinks. There's mint leaves. Just ramen mint. in the bottom there. So what are we having next? 
Well, this is a, uh, I should let Max introduce it here. He brought it uh, and he bragged about it on our, have you tried it? Or I you, have you not. You just picked it up and I've you saved it, it for us. I, I, I saw it. I was intrigued. I know that uh, <coughs> I could not find two other people out there that would enjoy this more with me and uh, decided to bring it along. It Save is the, me a little. I'm the baby tomato right now. It is right the now. Southern Tier Blackwater series, which makes me think of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, that is what initially brought me to and it. And it's their Plum Noir, which is an Imperial Porter. Aha! Which I don't think I've ever had an stout. Imperial Porter, but we were just talking how that was a little more portery, so maybe this will be a little more stouty. Who well, knows? and I truly almost said I'm not sure I've ever had fruit in a porter, and then, you know, the next beer up is Plum Porter. Well, and this is an Imperial Porter brewed with Italian plums. I've never had an Italian plum. Nor have I. I probably only ever had California plums, to this be This is all kinds of firsts right here. First Imperial Porter, first Porter with fruit, I get, first Italian plums. Yeah. I get a little bit of I had Italian cherry people. peppers once. They were delicious and spicy, and I infused some vodka with them. Oh, my. Holy cow, was that the spiciest How vodka I've ever had. How did you eat that, had. then, after you infused the vodka? Oh, I didn't eat them. I just infused the vodka. Oh, so I mean, you I tasted drank one. the vodka, but you yeah. didn't. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Spiciest vodka I've ever had. It's great for Bloody Marys. Oh, I've only ever had one Bloody Mary. It was really? 99 cents in Las Vegas. Did you not have some of the uh, Jaeger Bloody Mary? I did have a sip. That was awesome. It was pretty tasty. I just There was something about having a Bloody Mary at like 11.30 at night on a Saturday it that was seemed a little, like a bad idea or just weird. A little rough, but it worked out. And yeah. I told other people about that since then, and they're just like, we don't believe you. And I said, I know. I said the same thing to myself. <laughs> back then but it was uh i was like look if you're gonna trust anyone with booze i feel like i'm a fairly reliable trust source this guy right here it'll get you tanked that's like other times when people see me with a weapon they're like uh-oh ian's got a sword and i'm like i'm one of the best people to be holding a sword i have years of training with this thing i'm, ready yeah. I'm also not prone to violent outbursts you do not want me holding <laughs> wow. a large weapon this is interesting <laughs> It's uh, it's not. I, quite I'm not a in, fan of the nose. I haven't tasted it yet. It's not though. quite in Southern. Southern Tier is one of those companies that does a very, very excellent job at infusing. They do. They are phenomenally good at taking. Oh, yeah, their creme brulee, their their chocolate, the java, their pumpkin, the pumpkin. They they, they do a phenomenal Some job. Very at solid. Really, beers. boom, bringing out the flavor of what it is advertised. Right. This doesn't bring out the plum as much, unless Italian plums taste like I was going like to say, porter. we've never had right. Italian plums. If so. Italian plums taste like porter, then yes, they did a phenomenal job. But it is a very, very nice beer. So I feel confident. There's only a, maybe a dozen or so breweries that I could ask you this and feel like I'd get a pretty good answer. What do you feel is your favorite Southern Tier beer? Uh, the chocolate? That's a tall order for me. Okay. That's, that was because my birthday one, right? The chocolate is delicious. Yes. Yeah, that was so I mean, good. You have to, okay. I was also super hungover, and it was like drinking delicious chocolate milk that settled my stomach. For our listeners' sake, do not go back to the birthday podcast and look for Imperial um, Chocolate Stout by Southern Tier. It was, we just happened to have it on Ian's birthday. Yes. In a separate occasion, but that was the first time we had it, and we I've since bought a case because it is pretty great. It's really good. They're, I bet it would age well too. And Southern I think it goes tier, super well with dessert. Yeah. Their, their chocolate is very good, um, and I'm leaning towards that. As Are being they the my one favorite. that brews with the Cadbury chocolate? I think they might be. I think they just I like bl- dump Cadbury chocolate in their. I've never heard mash. that. I um, can't bring myself to taste this. It smells so weird. The creme, it does have a funky smell. The, the flavor is the much creme, more. The creme brulee. 
is also very good, but it's a little on the sweet side. It's too sweet for me. You didn't say that the day we were podcasting about the creme brulee. It's a little on the sweet side. I do like it. I like it too. And I, like, I'd have a five ounce glass of it kind of way. It's like, it's like a little cordial that you want to have at the end of the night. I don't want, I don't want a full glass of it. I'll have a, a maybe, very maybe small... Maybe five to eight ounces. I was, I was going to say four to five ounces. Oh, my goodness. That's light for a porter in body. It's very easy to drink as, for a porter. It's not a very smoky or roasted porter mm-hmm. either. Is this the one that's 8% or am I just completely mm-hmm. off my rock? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I've, said, I've read the bottles first. How did I mess it up this badly? Okay. So... Maybe the chocolate, not the creme brulee. I'm probably going to lean towards the chocolate. The pumpkin's also very the solid. Pum- the, the pumpkin is delicious. You Pumpkin's talk about probably my number two. Farmer's tan a lot. Farmer's tan is well. That's the thing is that when I'm talking about non-dark beer, farmer's tan is one of my that's one of my go-to's because it's that's very real. very solid. I feel like I had it once and but it's didn't if, wow me. If if you give me a but that's the way I feel with most non-dark beer. <laughs> had it once and it didn't wow me. To be honest, it's. I'm very, very selective with, if I'm drinking an IPA, if I'm drinking a golden, a golden ale, if I'm drinking anything that's not a porter, a stout, a dark, you know, a dark, you know, I'd say medium brown to, to black, if I'm drinking something that's actually got that light amber so color. So what's your, what's your summer go-to? Because I, I, I don't like porters and I drink stouts. porters and stouts. Do you? I'll go yeah. to Baltic porters. Like even when it's really much, hot? Baltic porters are much smoother, much creamier. They're not as... They're not as I, I find that a lot of porters are actually very very carbonated. Max doesn't go outside, so the heat is lost on him. I guess. True. Well, I, I don't have air, air conditioning, conditioning, so it's always very hot, and I don't I don't want a porter. I crave an IPA when it's really hot out. A nice light citrusy, bright. Yeah, like the deep. yeah, just something like heavy with the grapefruit See, or my thing the is lemon. This, and I mean, you know, my take on hops is that I go can't for, get enough of them. <laughs> I go for balance. I go for the malts over the hops. So I'll drink a you know I, I would drink a a. Um, I mean, would you? I go with a lot of German dark beers. German which are, dark beers, which are on the lighter you side, mean like, like a Dunkelweizen. Yeah, or or even like a rock beer. It's they're lighter dark beers. They're not they're not a stout. They're not heavy, but they're dark. Sure. And they have a little bit. Of that, they have a lot more of that malty flavor than they do of a hop flavor. I recently had the privilege, uh, just changing changing tension a little bit here. Uh, one of my regular customers was like, hey, so I don't know how you feel about talking about work when you're not working, but, you know, I, <laughs> you like, do it all the time. I like these kind of these kind of beers. Do you think of anything else that I, I could like? And I had the Widmer Brothers Hefeweizen in my fridge, and she liked Hefeweizens, you know, Francis Conner and stuff like that. Uh, Blue Moon, the the obvious accessible Francis ones. Francis Conner and Blue Moon are so different to me. Yeah, I can't they are, but she likes them, them both, the and they're sense. both they're both Hefeweizens. Sure. You know, so she likes those those weedy kind of beers. Uh, and I Blue was like, Moon just made it onto the podcast, by the way. <laughs> I had a Coors recently. All right, that's a separate. Go on with your first story before we leave um, you for that. So, I thought about it, and I was like, I'm just gonna I'll bring her a Widmer Hefeweizen. I bet she'll love it. You know, it's it's something she probably hasn't had. It's really delicious. I got home and I'm rooting through my closet and I find a Schneider Aventinas. And I'm like, oh no, oh, such a better choice. Lord. And so I bring it in and I, I give it to her and I'm like, all right, you want to, you know, chill this up, obviously. Uh, it's going to be darker than you're expecting, but it doesn't have that dark flavor to Roll it. Roll it around. Yeah. And I was like, there might be a little sediment in it. It's going to be a little cloudy. That's all perfectly normal. And the ABV on this is probably a little higher than you're used to. So just kind of, and she, 
She's having it this weekend, so I'm looking forward to hearing back from her. I hope I chose well. I think it's I in the same style. Well. Yep. Um, I would agree. So it's got, you know, it's, it's cloudy, it's weedy, but it's, I think it's so much more flavorful than Hefeweizen. There are days that I'm wondering if there's like a PhD in, you know, beer therapy instead of, you know, like <laughs> psychology or something. Like, I would love to just have these moments with people where, well, all right, you've faced this fear. Now let's talk about what you can do for next week. Right. <laughs> that would be so now much we, Now we want to try this next. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing that I have with hops is that it's not that I don't like them. P.S. That's trademarked and copyrighted. Yeah, it's ours. Anyway, you can't have it. I, I don't it's called not, beerthology. I don't, I don't dislike hops. I'm just very, very selective with them. You I'm, and I'm Rich Lee like are so alike, it's starting to worry me. Who's that? You and Rich Lee. It's, well, Who's Rich, Rich Lee and I, Rich Lee and I both Wicked agree Rich. that... Maybe you've heard of him. Rick and Rich of the rest. Rick and, oh, Rick and Rich. But, uh... Yeah, that oh, was Rich coined Reed. if you hadn't if you hadn't heard yet. That's Rick, been, and, Rick and Rich Reed. He's been thusly dubbed at this point. Oh, so. yes. He's but, um, I'll admit favorite. I have yet to uh, to hear that, but I, I, I was kind Ian, of saving it for a rainy day. Yeah. As I it told Ian he has to be prepared because we brought it round and we make fun of him for a... I can't believe there's like nothing to make fun of me about. I'm pretty sterling. Like Roger. Like Archer. There we go. Oh, your eyebrows like just... A, like a crazy superhero, silver fox guy. Wowza. I'm all of them. Uh, yeah, no, it was the night you had cores. Whatever. I was Missouri. that night. That's I was in right. Denver. You were in Denver, and also, we were drinking. Also, I was in Denver. Can I tell we you what a great ass beer kisser. city? Ass kisser. Yeah. Little ass kisser? Little ass yeah. kisser. Like Daryl? Well, no, but well, the, the, zombies? The, the beer. Yeah, it was called it ass was kisser. Called at, was it called that? The brewery is called ass kisser. Asskisserales.com. I can't wait. I hope they made a little ass kicker beer for in honor of. Well, that's no, but that's the, the thing. Is dead. That Shannon uh, kept calling it the ass kicker, I and did. then she was like, "You didn't notice the pair of lips on, <laughs> on the, the donkey that's on the label." This is when I know I take it too far. This whole not being explicit ratings. I called it a donkey's patootie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just so that it wouldn't get censored. Right by, by myself. By ourselves. <laughs> I'm a rule follower. What can I say? What FCC's rules? He's got nothing We're on over this. We're over 21. <laughs> We're not even showing nipples. <laughs> Beer Mistress lives life on the edge. Yet. Well, not until the next Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, the next Christmas it's episode. It's going to be a video podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, that's got to be a webisode for the next Christmas. Episode. You'll be able to see Cousin Max and all of his glory napping, napping. on the couch. Can I? Uh, are, we doing, podcast. are we doing Mad Elf again? That's a really good question. I think we should just revisit Mad Elf every year. Every year, year for Christmas? Maybe not. It might get a little well, played. Well, we could do the I don't ultimate think Mad Elf, Rude Elf throwdown. Well, well, the thing is, we didn't actually talk a whole lot we about Mad Elf. We barely talked about it. We talked more we about... We sure said it a lot, though. We, <laughs> we talked a lot more about our favorite beers, which is something that I was um, talking about earlier. We were pointing this out. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary. And what, we, should we, what should we do, guys? That's what I'm saying. I'm opening what? that up to our listeners as well. What do you want to hear? Do you want us to just shut up for an episode? We can do an hour of silence. <laughs> Brought to you, y'all, Simon and Garfunkel. My my the sound of silence was uh, everybody, everyone that's going to be on the podcast. Bring your favorite. What if we had a reunion of everyone that's ever podcasted oh. with us? Oh my god, that would be so. It noisy. would be so debauched, <laughs> and everyone had to bring their favorite beer, and we had to drink all of them. Oh my <laughs> god, that would be. We could do like two ounce tasters. That was good. The, no, no. Eight Not ounce tasters. Lie. It would Eight be ounce. a great party. It would be a messy podcast. Oh, we podcast. should throw a Christmas party for all of our podcasting friends for helping out. That's really cool. I would do that for sure. And when we could talk about it after, we couldn't podcast during it, though. That would no, it'd be messy. too noisy. 
You could do interviews. Yeah. Hmm. Like little, like brief five, five to ten minute snippets of, you know, going up to, you know, it's like, Rich Lee, there you are. All right, we're, you know, we're wrong. No, Rich Lee will prepare five minutes. Oh, Rick and Rich. <laughs> and then and then you go over to, to Jordy and you go over to me and then you... No. <laughs> sorry, Jordy. That, was, that, that one's going to keep going at this point. He no said sorry, but he's smiling so big he doesn't mean it. I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> I think it's lovely. So, yes, um... Either email me, beermistress at dashingrogue.com, or find us on facebook.com slash dashingrogue and tell us what you'd like to see for our one-year anniversary. How would you like to spend your Christmas with us? Oh, I'm not even talking about Christmas. Let, let Christmas go for Oh, now. for the one-year? All for right. For the one-year anniversary episode. We we have the capability to do another double feature if you'd like. You we know, the we have ones. that power. If, we have the technology. If you truly we can don't have it. two we can hours to give it. us and you'd rather we'd stick to short, that's fine. Just tell us that too. <laughs> like 20 minutes, we can make it bigger, <laughs> we can make it better, we can make it faster, faster, and we can make it stronger. You sound like a Ford truck or something. I can't tell what you are. Um, can we talk about the fact that it is the end of May and so we are now diving into Philly Beer Week? There's so much to talk about. Yeah, we can talk about Philly Beer Week. I think it's great. I'm looking people, forward to it. See, some people start seeing it's the most wonderful time around <laughs> Christmas. Philly Beer Week probably takes that case. Especially because it's 10 days long. Because it's, it's like the worst, best beer math ever. For, for, for anyone that hasn't been to Philadelphia, um, you are actually... First of all, shame on you. You are actually missing out on quite a bit. Second, because don't believe the stories. It's actually when it comes, a lovely city. When it comes to beer... Philadelphia is arguably one of the best places to be in the world. Whoa. Whoa. That's a... Whoa. And I will Just stand... I would say sir. globally, we're on the top 50 list. And I we're will probably stand, in the last 10 of that la- top 50 list. Right. But that's a lot of places to be. I will stand firm on the fact, especially in the U.S. You know well, what's so cool about... in the U.S. are two very different things. You know what's so cool about the U.S., the though? Here's the thing, is that you can get beer from anywhere. In the U.S., anywhere, Philadelphia had for, and I'm not sure if it still does, but for at least a couple of years ago, you could get more different beer in Philly than in any other city in the world. Just counterintuitive because this is Pennsylvania, which is interesting, isn't it? That's yeah. why we had to bring everything in. Puritanical <laughs> Pennsylvania has the beer capital of the U.S. Yeah, you can only push the... people so far before they start pushing back. <laughs> this is the People's Revolution right here. Right. Is what it is. Well, it's still but called it's a Pennsylvania. Drunk Penn's Woods, named after. We're his drinking back is what we're doing. Cloister folks of, yeah. But no, here's it's... the thing. I feel like, and I'm sure I'm probably wrong. I'm sure everyone could uh, come up with with different reasons. But when you're talking globally, it's like, yeah, this is a really good German beer. It's not a really good Munich beer. It's a good German beer. So you've got like maybe one good place in each country that's worth drinking. So maybe, yeah, I'm sure Belgian, totally on that list. I want to drink in Belgium. Maybe number one on the list. But like once you get to the States, every one of them is a feasible option. It's like Portland, Oregon. What a fantastic place to drink. California. California. (laughs) How amazing. Colorado. Yes, please. Maine. Absolutely. Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, for so, the most part, Pennsylvania, no. Philadelphia, yes. That's true. Well, no, because think, Pittsburgh, of, all the, think of all the breweries great. that are in Pennsylvania, though. We're talking about, like, as a beer place. Right. No, I agree We've got Weyerbacher. We've got Stouts. We've, we've got, got Victory. Victory, yeah. We have states on the level of countries we have internationally. the oldest brewery in America. Yingling. That's right. 
when people ask for it, they won't say it by name. They'll just, just say, say I'll have a logger. I'm so surprised because as I go back and re-listen, I remember the day I drug you, drug you to Stouts. And you, you drugged me? Drugged. Did. I drugged you. Little did she know, I love free drugs. <laughs> I believe it's drag. <laughs> you weren't there. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> column A, column B. So, First she drugged me and then she dragged me. <laughs> well, and by drugged, I mean I got him a quad espresso first to oh, get him out I, of... I need one of those to do anything yes In order i didn't leave the house human, today until i had one um, that was at three o'clock <laughs> listening to him say oh stouts i didn't think twice about it and then we went out to the brewery and all of a sudden now you have a case of stouts in your fridge you know like that's a big thing stouts with a d oh yes, yes. going a little bit of throwback to the Stouts podcast Bro. itself. Can I also say, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but shortly after that podcast, my sister, who is a professional chef and caterer, was uh, braising some short ribs, and she needed a stout. And she's like, Ian, I'm really tied up. Is there any chance you can pick up a case of stout for me? So I said, sure, what do you need? And she's like, I don't know, just pick something for me. So I go in, I'm looking around, and I see stuff I like, and I didn't want to spend too much on it, because I knew she was just going to like braise it down, with it. Sure. Yeah. So I ended up, I picked the, uh, the fat dog because I figured, oh, it can't be that much. It was actually a little more expensive than I anticipated. Still one of my favorite labels. I'm just throwing But I got her some sweet discount on some coffee, so I felt justified in putting the money that she would have spent on coffee Into the beer. towards the beer. Nice. And I told her how much it was, and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she said those were some of the best short ribs she's ever made. That's awesome. Uh, and that fat dog imperial stout, that was so good. Yeah. I haven't had one recently, but I want to. I gotta get one. There you go. We should go. They have a beer festival out there in their big. They I'm have all like about a bra festivals house. and festivals beer. Festivals just means a lot more beer to drink, in yeah. my opinion. Well, they have a big bra house out there. I think that would be a pretty great. I, I love big bras. Yes. <laughs> and you cannot. Depending oh. on the context. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, my... It's more of a more of a lip thing. Less more of a buzzing. Lip, it's more of a. Lip. This has been really what I've been waiting to try. Because I saw this. This is why you came tonight, isn't I, it? I didn't even know this was going to be here. That's true. But uh, I saw this serendipitously. I, I saw this yesterday when I was, uh, I was picking up some beer for a party. And I was looking at it. I was like, I can't justify spending that much right now on beer. But it looked so tantalizing. So we've actually kind of worked backwards. Both from the West Coast to the East, but also uh, in style here. So we started with an Imperial Stout, and we moved to an Imperial Porter. And we're finishing up here with Weyerbacher's Reserva. It's an ale with raspberry puree added and aged in oak barrels. Uh, I decided to save it for last because I felt like it would probably be the most powerful. In powerful true like I'm going to cry in the corner? Or? Uh, possibly, yeah. It is a Weyerbacher. It and is. Weyerbacher is... Delicious. Uh, I'll be honest. Weyerbacher has become one of my most staple reliable go-tos for they're for so solid they really company. are i i've i've had i'm really struggling right now to think of a beer that i've had by weyerbacher that i do not enjoy also this is probably one of my favorite parts about it sean this is for you oh yeah no prep oh yeah <laughs> oh i'm surprised you said it's for sean because in my world i rinsed my glass and you know on the podcast we don't usually have time for that no but I felt like this particular beer, you guys want a little rinsey-ritzy? I rinsed mine by drinking what was left in my glass. Uh-huh. 
So in my mind, very, it's very. Um, this is for birthday. I almost Dave. feel religious doing this. <laughs> a little baptism of the uh, of the mugs here. I probably give me a quick pour. Would not have bought this bottle Good. were it not for Dave, who had a birthday with the Dashing Rogue about maybe six weeks ago. That's true, Dave. This beer is for you. The cork pop was definitely for Sean. Yes. Good luck on the baby. Um. <laughs> and sleeping. He. Just said it was one of the best he'd had in a long time. And I couldn't find it right then. It smells like a raspberry. It like, wow. Woo, rolling there's around some in a field of raspberries that nose. right now. Anyone care for a little bit more? Well, can I taste it first and then Ooh. let you know? There's sure. definitely some fruit on that nose. So it's not a cheap bottle. It is, uh, as you could hear from it's the It's kind cork. of like a lambic on the nose, even. It's got, yes. it's got some sour to it, which I'm even okay with. the color with. is almost... Uh, Almost it's definitely got some puree into it. It just means that we're completely drunk about the order in which we went about this because we went the, we went from the darkest to a little lighter to the lightest. Which is fine. This it is, smells like a wine in a lot of ways. This is intoxicating smelling. <laughs> also tasting, I bet. Whoa. Oh, Initial you guys thoughts. are going to like this. Initial is it thoughts. sour? You're not a fan. It's sour. You're going to like it. <laughs> It's very lambic-y, which okay. explains the price, though, too, because lambic Lambics do tend expensive. to be more expensive. Wow. Yes. <laughs> that is like Belgium in a bottle. All right, here we go. <laughs> and you can quote me on that one. Belgium in a bottle. Well, Oof. I do want to talk about that, too. That was a lot more of an upfront kick than I was anticipating. That would be hard with dessert, because it's like sour with This sweet. is a beer that you do not drink with food. Mm -mm. I think this is dessert. You do not drink this with but food. But in not at all the same this way would, as creme brulee stout is th dessert. This would overpower any dessert I can think of right now. Well, let me start by saying... What about a vanilla ice cream? A fruit beer. Just a very simple, good vanilla ice cream. This is... I'm almost surprised they're not marketing this as a lambic. It's just an ale, right? Ale with raspberry. Aged in oak barrels. They I do like, like they're though. aging. I like this a lot. I think the aging gave it more flavor <coughs> than the average lambic, if I had to guess. You know what I can't see on here is the ABV. Yeah, we were looking earlier. I'm going to see if I can't do a little research real quick. Dum -da -da -dum. So. You can keep talking, though. Max, this is... Um, sour beer level that you are. This is like... <laughs> I'm puckered over Now, here. to be fair, our taste buds are not situated for this so right. i bet by the third or fourth sip it'll be a little uh we can process it better i actually really like the fact that this is kind of a smack around you know this is this is tasty lip smacking good huh this is uh it's it's nice to see that Weyerbacher still is uh 100 in their game of uh, playing around with <laughs> ingredients i never doubted them because this is you definitely get the the flavor of it that you didn't get um what was our first beer? The uh, Widmer Brothers? Yes, the Widmer Brothers. I did not get nearly as much fruit. Sure, but it was that. a stout. But it was also a stout, which this is a lot is, harder to come through in a this stout. This is a lot more featured, I would say. This Prominent. Is this is almost like, like Bruce a, Campbell's chin? I mean, oh. yes, yes. <laughs> this is almost like, I mean, I would even put this up there with like a ras raspberry cordial. But and depending on what the don't yeah, wrong. well, that's that's sweet. why I don't depending think it's a lambic. Depending on what the ABV comes up as, I know some not all lambics are sweet, but the lambics that we are most often exposed, exposed to, to yes. 
tend to be very there cordially. Is, there's a sour cherry lambic, the creek. There is a um, sour apple, like a green apple lambic. So I was reading, and apparently that really difficult to find... Um, Lindemans? Lindemans yep. is... It was described as like what lambic should taste like before they're pumped full of sugar. So apparently that's like their purest, most real lambic, wow. which is probably why it's so hard to find. Uh, I'm because, pretty sure they said it's a rhubarb lambic, right? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but obviously the sweeter ones sell better. You know, people like mm -hmm. Cosmos because they're sweet and people like... You uh, know, I would say yes and no, but you don't get a lot of mass market people that are drinking lambics. True. You don't, but it's a great opener beer. I would agree with and that. And it's a great sell to like, oh, I don't really drink beer. And it's if like, somebody's well, try this. Right. But you know, I and would yeah, say, it's three point two percent. But I would say all of the lambics that I've had so far have been Belgian, with the exception of one French lambic that I had, which is actually pretty tasty. It was in Normandy, uh, from the Normandy region. They do have a lot of fruit there. Um, and it was very, very. They, they've been very tasty, but they have not been sweet. They've actually been quite the contrary. They're bit, See, they've been much more on the sour end. I made a framboise float once because I saw it on the menu and it sounded awesome. And in theory, it was great, but it was too sweet. Just well, like that's why we I'm saying I think the, this would be really nice with vanilla ice that's cream. That's what I'm thinking. I am actually a little surprised that with uh, the raspberry theme, there are no framboise lambics. I have one in the fridge. We could open it up nah, real quick. No, no, no. If it's too late. That moment is already Actually, passed. I'm not going to lie. This has been enough raspberry now. Like... I like me a good framboise, but at the same time, we've had three fruity, and now that I'm ending on this, are you all, well, you in the are you face, all fruited out? Yeah. So uh, just to discount the lambic oh, it's that we've be been high. talking about, tell me this. This is eleven point four percent. Okay. <laughs> it's surprising. According to Beer Advocate, it's right. surprisingly light tasting yeah, for that is. ABV, and no. not at all boozy tasting. No. I mean, it does not taste boozy at plenty all. Plenty of wine is not eleven point four. This is very. This is a very deceptive eleven point four. Yeah. <laughs> Your face is like. It's pretty pleased as punch, actually. Well, all of a sudden, when you said, "Do you want extra?" <coughs> he's like, "Are you driving or not?" Let's be real. I'll take extra. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it's nice. I'm thinking this would be better with the ice cream because it's not too sweet before it starts. For the it's, same reason that we talked about the creme brulee stout, it's good, but you don't want to add something sweet to it. You know, I'm seven or eight sips into this now, and it's still not sweet. It's no, and I don't, I don't think it'll ever get sweet. It still but has I think a it lot gets... of that. It still has a lot of that sour pucker that I got originally. This is almost like tart raspberries. I not the... not that overly sweet dessert, you know. Right. Melted down and put into a sauce raspberry. This is like the. Pluck them a it's little also, bit before they're ripe. It's not a black Just raspberry. Just when I like blueberries. It's a red raspberry. Right. Yeah. I, as, I'm pretty like sure a black raspberry is just a blackberry. Black I'd like to point out that maybe this is like a farm girl moment coming through, but raspberries dun, 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 dun. are really only sweet for about maybe 10 days a year. See, and I love sour in my fruit. Yeah. Probably the same reason that I like citrus hops and stuff. Why do you think I like rhubarb so much? Because it's not super sour. It's delicious. No, it's it's not a sweet. It's not sweet. You know what I mean? It's that tartness that I like. It's I it's like almost it's almost like that bitter. My two favorite pies are sour cherry and rhubarb. Now, can I? And I mean, not the strawberry rhubarb, which right. I also like. Sure, sure. But strawberries but are sweet. Strawberries counteract that, and they make it into a sweet dessert. I like that tart, tart. Can I come back? A tart tort. 
A tart, oh. a tart or tart tort? I don't know. It depends on your retort. <laughs> I will have the tuna a tart tort, please. <laughs> that was just a, a cousin moment, wasn't it? No. <laughs> Did I watch that happen? I think that was I available for all of them. It never happened. What happened? What did you think? Can Edit I bring out it immediately. full circle back to Dave who told us about this beer? Good man, Dave. Knowing that it came up because we were looking for a dessert beer for his birthday... I mean, what? I mean, we talked about vanilla ice cream, but beyond that, would you do dessert with it? Would you do anything with it? Is it a delicious beer, but we wouldn't, you know, wouldn't compliment it? It's very rare that we find a beer that we're not going to pair with. Just, it's not our nature, but you well, also I think, can't force it. I think it. beer can be, any beer can be paired with something. Right. Um, that, what if you had even a if it goes down to cheese, pretzels. you know? Like, right. Yeah, like a, a cream. Or like, or like a really light cheese. Tongue. Yeah. Um, which is a great dessert. Like you maybe, know, or maybe... You know, like some grapes or something. You know, I was I was actually gonna say now that you brought it up, cheese. Tête de moi. I think okay. would go really nicely with this. It's a it's a it's a hard enough. But it's also got a nice creamy finish too. Yeah, it's it, it would be, counterbalance because this is very flavorful, but it it doesn't have a lot of body. So going with a cheese that doesn't have a too much flavor, but it has that body, might counterbalance that and kind of. Get you everything that you want. You want the flavor. That, you want the yeah. body. You want the. And the cheese texture. actually does make a great dessert. I think it would be a hard sell for us uh, as far as an event goes. Right. But I think with the right for our group, own party we would for our own party, or if we found the right person, or if we were doing a promo event or something, just being like, here's the, you know, because it's cheese and port is like that last kind of end of evening. But this is like I said, it's not quite. It's not sweet. But it's it's on that point of a desserty kind. It's of... It's definitely got sugar in it. You know, it's this not. Is, I would def. I would only drink this as a dessert beer. There's something about it that makes me think that if I were eating, you know, a nice creamy cheese that just coated my tongue, then each sip of this beer would taste a little different. Like Much like the Valhalla cake experience that I had recently mm, at True. Did right. I talk about that already? Yeah. Um, yeah the champagne yeah. And port. The champagne and the, port. Yes. Yeah. But it was great because you, you coated the mouth, you had the chocolate, and then you just rinsed it basically. I liked the champagne. I love rinsing I with the alcohol. Chocolate. The port didn't, but see, port is very strong for me. Just well, that's why it comes of, in such a little serving. I know. That was the tawny port, right? Yes. It's just a, and the rosé champagne thing. It's a the I'm okay. There's just something in my life right now that rosé champagne is filling. I don't know what it is, but I don't like rosé wine. Period. There is pretty much no rosé wine. I bet you can find one that you would like. Thank you. I had a great sparkling Malbec once. Yeah, but... Like an actual but Malbec? But that's sparkling, so it looks like champagne. rosé Malbec. No, it was it was a sparkling Malbec. I don't think it was so a rosé. So it was a red champagne. Yeah. I like that. Oh. You're speaking my language now. No, Creos. Donna Paula, I believe, made it. Creos. Oh, I like their stuff. That's Ian, really have you, you've had the Creos, right? The Creos rosé? Yes. The rosé Malbec? I've had the Creos Malbec for sure. The Rosé of Malbec is actually a very, very good rosé. Not to get too off topic on a beer podcast here, but it's... Uh, I love me some wine. Go for it. The, that is, if you have been struggling to find a rosé that is going to fit your needs... Any, any rosé that fits any needs Creos. would be it's a, a very Creos is a very, very... It has a very, very memorable label. It's a hand within a hand within a hand. Whoa. So Deep. Yeah, it's like Handception. Okay, you can quote oh me my on god that. so i started this new thing last week the podcast quote of the week when we launched the podcast 
Um, last week it was the God did not take a rib from Adam. He took a hop. Oh, I recall that. Um, it's like beerception might be this week so far. Not going to lie. So that's, that's a little disconcerting and awesome at the same time. <laughs> that's like you, Cousin Max, a little disconcerting and awesome at the same well, time. Well, I, you know, hate to brag, but I have been eating more. <laughs> when in Rome. <laughs> oh, okay. So why were you desperate enough to drink at Coors Light and how much did it cost you? Uh, it was free. It was purchased for I'll me. I'll tell you what it cost him, his pride. Oh. All right. I recently took a trip out to Denver. We know. Hang out with some old college friends. We also. Friend, I suppose I should say. Uh, had a great time. I will say that before I had a Coors, I was at Breckenridge Brewery, or their brew pub. Had some lovely beers there. You're not saving nope. yourself yet. And then I was going to a Rockies game, and we were meeting up with some of their friends. So we met them at this bar called Schwanky's, I believe. Wow. <laughs> it was, was anything swanky. but... <laughs> And we were in a little hurry, and I will tell you, the altitude up there really does make a difference. This was my first day there. I had two strong beers and was definitely feeling it. That's not like uh, you. At Breckenridge. I know. For anyone that has listened to our podcast, heard the ABVs, and seen, you know, how much I can drink, I'm pretty solid when it comes you to are, the drinking. You are no lightweight. I am no lightweight. I had two I've seen probably you champion five or six hours at a couple of different places without and still be uh, coherent and a... so this was it's good. This <laughs> was two two uh probably eight percent beers. And I wasn't like out of it, but I I was like, wow, I'm definitely feeling You know this. yourself and your tolerance, I exactly. think pretty well. Yeah. Which is I would like to say is a very, very key <coughs> part of drinking. Is you have to know where you stand. Well, and there's some days where I'll have one strong beer and be like, oh, I guess I forgot to eat. Or uh, maybe I'm more tired than I thought. Yeah, we, right. we, I think that we really approach it with a much more nonchalant attitude because we like to eat and we like to drink. Right. And we don't go out to get drunk. We go out to drink really good beer. Right. And when we're doing that, we're eating food, we're doing lunch, we're doing dinner. We, we have other things going on with that. So, I mean, I do think that, in all fairness, just to interrupt just a moment longer, it is important to have that balance. Absolutely. Because otherwise, you really start losing the flavor of the beers themselves. But if you've never had anything but Coors your whole life, don't listen to us and think this is how most people drink. You know, it's... True. It is something that comes from experience and... Also, I've been drinking these percentages of beers for a long time. Right. So that there is such a thing as tolerance. It does exist and it does help me out. Sure. So anyhow, you're drunk. We went to Schwanky's. I was I was pleasantly buzzed. I was feeling good. Which I wasn't was slurring my speech. For two years later, it was. And we sat down, and we were far away from the bar. And the people I was with was just like, "Oh, what's on special?" And basically, it was Coors, Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud Light, some other stuff. And I was just like, "Oh, I really don't feel like walking up to the bar right now. I don't really care that much." Great. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dive right into Colorado Denver right now. I'm just gonna Denver, I'm just gonna Colorado. be there. Whatever. <laughs> I was drunk at the time. <laughs> uh, so this but is actually verbatim. <laughs> uh, so I ordered the Coors Banquet, which is the the original. Which is a little bit more acceptable. I'll take the Coors Banquet. Max, you're not. And it helping. was it was hilarious because they the, no Coors Light. The two people I was with ordered Coors Light. Uh, so she came with a tray with three pint glasses on it. And she had to like stare really hard because the Coors Banquet is just noticeably darker than Coors Light. This is terrible. 
And so, like, she puts them all down, and she goes, she, like, holds, because it's a, it's a dimly lit, swanky bar. <laughs> and Swings. so, and so she, like, she, like, holds two of them up to the light, and she's like, yeah, this one's the banquet. So, for all I know, I got a course light. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, I, I had a sip of it, and they, they both just looked at me and laughed, because I was just like, I just. Your acting <clears throat> ability escaped you at that moment? Or? I wasn't even trying to act. I don't try to pretend to like beers, you know. Uh, but I will say I have determined what it is I don't like about those kind of beers. I feel many of the beers we drink, they have a very clean finish to them. They, they leave your mouth, or if they leave a coating, it's kind of pleasant. It's like, oh, this is a stout, there's some sugar like still in my mouth. Kind of, yeah. There's something about that beer that just coats your mouth very awfully. It's like being and it in doesn't college, leave. this cotton mouth. Like the you know what it's like? And I don't know if, if I'm the only one in here that feels like this, but it's like they take a good beer that's maybe, you know, a quarter of the glass, they fill the rest of it up with bathroom sink water. Yeah, like, and maybe it's like medium temperature. Because I, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I can drink well, water you know how, like, straight drinking... out of the kitchen sink. If it comes out of that bathroom sink, well, especially if it's it got a little warmth to it. It's completely different tasting. I don't know what it is, but that's the way it is. And it, I completely agree with you that I would think you're nuts, but in the middle of the night, you know, at 3 a.m. when I'm thirsty and I drink that, and then I wonder what bad life choice I just made. Yeah, you wake up the right. next morning and you're just like, what but it's, is it's that? you're like, I know I just slept all night, but that, there's more than just like I haven't brushed my teeth. It gets yet. left in your mouth after it's, a Miller, it's a really Miller Light, good. a Coors, a Coors Light. Reminds and me of I hate to say it, poor but, decisions made in college, but also a fat tire. But just their fat tire, uh, their amber. Whatever it was. Or no, it's, no, it's New Belgium's New fat, Belgium's fat tire. tire. I'm sorry, I thought you were implying that drinking too much Coors gives you a... Fat tire is an amber tire. ale. So right. tell me a little more. We talked about New Belgium after this, because we have recently so podcasted about we had, it. and I, I liked that beer. Yeah, uh, Lips of Faith. And so w- when we went to the Rockies game after that, uh, they had, again, pretty terrible choices, because, hey, you're in, Cor- in Coors country, and it's a stadium, so guess what they serve a lot of? Unless you're in Philly, there's a really good craft beer bar at the back of the Philly stadium. But well, Colorado has those, too. They have, like, the little brewery town stands. I mean, Colorado sure. has good breweries. They have fantastic beer. Don't get me wrong. Do hey, they have them at the ballpark? That's the they, thing. That, well, they have the, the option. Even, even at the Phillies stadium, is if you are in the stands yeah. and you've got somebody coming by with beer, they are coming by with those American beers. America. All right, because those are not, you know, and that's a big thing that I'd like to say to anybody from Canada, anybody from across the pond that may be hearing this, anybody, American beer is not American beer. Unless you're overseas. We we use a lot more vowels when we brew. Like Weyerbacher, there's so many vowels in there. We have. It's a great beer. And this is this is a point of contention that I have with a lot of my with a lot of friends of mine in Canada is that oh American beers that's not real beer. Oh, and Canada's one to talk. Yeah. Well, right. and now Canada does have. I mean, look at Unibrew. Okay. Unibrew's pretty great. Name another. I don't know another. <laughs> I'm sure I'll find one by uh, by the end of the evening. But it's in general. Cousin Max, that's about four and a half minutes. Just yeah, so well, you have a realistic expectation. I I have not. I didn't say it would be broadcast. Uh, flying monkeys. Okay. I kind of remember you talking about them, maybe. I also <laughs> want to say, to round out my Denver trip Let real quick, since we're winding up, yes. uh, I had a lovely day later on, uh, two days later, maybe the next day even, where uh, I went out to Red Rocks, which, let me tell you, walking, again, the altitude, whew, it is rough for, for us East Coast city folk. <laughs> um, 
Red Rocks is an outdoor amphitheater, similar to the Man Music Center, but way cooler. I did see the pictures of this. They were pretty awesome. Uh, it, cool is a, it is a natural see? amphitheater built into the foothills of the Colorado Rockies, basically. So it just naturally occurred, and they did a little bit of business to make it more stadium-friendly. There's seats cut out there, uh, but it's actually open to the public on days where there are no shows. And so I, I, I went all the way down the steps, and I stood on the stage, and I looked up, and I was like, this is really cool. And then I had to walk up the steps. I got to the... I was just walking, just normal walking, and it was not that steep, not that far, and I was out of breath panting by the time I got to the top. Even better, this was on a Saturday... There was probably a hundred people there doing workouts. There were people doing like handstands down steps. There were people like jumping two steps at a time. Three, I don't know, 20 something year old girls just like breezed by me running up the steps on my walk were of shame up. <laughs> no, they were, they were hardcore working out and they were panting at the top. I, like they, they got to the top and they were just standing there drinking water and being like, <sighs> This is and doing, I walked you up have the no stairs. Idea what this is doing yeah. to right now. I walked up the stairs and I get to the top like a good 20 seconds after them and I'm like <gasps> <laughs> and I just look at them and I'm just like you're awful people. <laughs> but after this we went to Avery Brewing Company which is in basically like this back parking lot of this weird industrial complex. I don't care where. Very it is. very poorly signed you didn't really, like, if you didn't know where you were going, you probably wouldn't get there. Fortunately, I had a friend that knew where she was going. Uh, so we parked, and we went into their little brew pub area, and sat down, and we opened their menu, and they probably had 20 beers on tap, many of which I'd never had or seen did they before. they have the hog heaven? They did have the hog oh, heaven. Oh, yes! Beautiful. And so I went down the menu, and I was looking at them all, and they had little four-ounce tasters. And I was like, well, that sounds great. I want to try a bunch of tasters. And uh, my friend Blair was with me, and she's like, yeah, let's just do a bunch of them. So, Or all of them. Well, we decided to do all of them, and she kind of talked me out of it, but not in a bad way. She's like, well, if you've already had some of them, why do you need to taste them? And I was like, touche. True. So the waitress came the by. Unless again, it's the hawk heaven, <laughs> because it's delicious. Allow me to finish. Uh-huh. The waitress comes by, and she says, you know, what can I get for you? And I said, well, it's probably easier if I tell you what you can't get for me. And so I named maybe four four beers on the menu and I was like yeah I've had the Maharaja it's great it is it's great don't need to have it right now conveniently left out the hog heaven uh, and Good so man. we hey, had Blair, sorry about that but so worth it we had 15 beers show up uh, and I performed admirably that day my tolerance was much improved from the uh, Having a little day. bit more exposure to the climate. And I gotta say they had some rocking beers they had a really nice sour like right towards the end uh, most of the beers came in these four-ounce tall kind of pilsnery tulipy glasses. It was a combination of the two. Uh, but there were three at the end that were very um, cognac glass oh, like kind of quite, style. Yeah. And it was... They were so good. I have them written down. i got to remember them. But they were incredible. The sour one especially was great. That's you awesome. Hear that, Shannon? It was great. Sour beer was great. She's a big fan of sours, I know. Why don't you, next time the professor has to host an episode, why don't we let him host a sour episode? I was saving them for you. Actually, we did do Petrus. That's true. That's true. I appreciated hearing Dory's ah. happy stories about Petrus. Listener Nora sent me a text shortly after and said, because of the podcast, I had a Petrus last night, and it was amazing. What? 
Have you had Petrus? Uh, Beer Mistress? Which Petrus? They're oak-aged, normal, I, pale ale. I have seen it everywhere, but I truly, like, I cannot so associate the tria, a flavor. Almost all, the, uh, what is it, the... It's usually in a bottle. The Carolus? Carol, Carol. Oh, no, that's Gould and Carolus. That's different. Oh, okay. Petrus it's is right the, above it. It's, that's the problem that I'm running into right now. Um, it's really quite a nice beer. And it's actually a very great starter beer for sour lovers. Oh. Yeah, the problem is, is that I haven't been to Tria today. Today. So I'm mixing, oh, up, I'm, I'm mixing up the whole menu. It's not too late. It's not. You're right. And on that note, <laughs> is that a good Folks, time? we got to go. Segway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stuff needs us, to happen. Send us your ideas for what you'd like to hear for our one-year anniversary. We would love to thank you for joining us for the past nine months of that year. And, you know, we're going to keep pumping out podcasts in the meantime, telling you about our great experiences at Philly Beer Week and every other fun thing we can stumble upon. We're going to do more traveling, I think. I know. And, uh, I don't know why not. Ian is the foreign ambassador for I am. the Dashing Rogue. Dashingrogue.com. I met a couple brewers and bar managers out there. It was great. Yes. Um, we also have a new beer on the way. One yeah. that probably none of you have ever tried before in your lives. I, uh, sh- this is interesting. You have to wait and experience it. You're going to have to wait for it. It's Can I get on for it. that podcast instead of Rich? Yes. Yes. All right. That's my We will guarantee it. Rich, do you hear this? Rich? You just got trumped. Cut You've my been finger. Trumped. We're going to bleed on it. It's going to be worth it. I guess you're like the king of spades. <laughs> oh. Well, Jason might be the ace, right? Sure. Absolutely. Or is Max our ace in the hole? I don't know. I'm going to leave that one alone. Facebook.com slash Dashing Road. Yeah, vote on if I'm the ace in the hole or the king of space. <laughs> we could have a little survey. Uh, always find me on Twitter at Beer Mistress. Or Dashing underscore Rogue. Ian's been doing better. He's been tweeting more champions. Since Colorado. Yeah. What a great place. And Speaking of which, actually, if I may just sign off with this, is that I recently heard a joke that marriage is like a deck of cards. It all starts off with hearts and diamonds, but it all ends with clubs, with clubs and spades. <laughs> That's hilarious. I that mean like clubbing it. to death and digging holes? <laughs> yep. Thank you for explaining the jokey. That was great. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't a fight between clubs and spades. No. Nope. I mean, a shovel makes a decent weapon. Don't get me wrong. It's true. But it's Next way easier to hide a body a with a shovel. Next time, if you want to use a shovel, we could see how that goes down. What do you think the first spear was? A stick? A shovel. Well, probably a stick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got philosophical. Okay, well, time to sign off. Uh, I appreciate everybody joining us. We had a great time. Thank you for hanging out with our fruitiness. This is our is... coming out of the closet episode. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. Now we have better things planned for that. Uh, this is Hi. Shannon, your beer mistress. <laughs> the professor. And cousin May. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.